CE Joe. Joe Sprang is from Touch New Zealand's on the podcast with us. Kia ora, Joe, how are you? Kia ora, Pat. I'm very well, thank you. It's been a while between drinks, my friend. You still employed? Everything's good? Yeah, no, no, still with Touch NZ. Yeah, I'm <laughs> still doing the community module thing back home, and then yeah. all is very well, thank you. As best as can be expected in yeah. these um, challenging times. What are, you, what are you thinking for, for Monday, level one? You'd be crossing your fingers and crossing your toes as well for that, wouldn't you? I'm 100% sure that we'll go to level one on, oh, well, that'll be announced on Monday and we'll move to it on Wednesday night. Just in time for touch season, eh? Well, one has to be an optimist, Pat. As a <laughs> pessimist, you never get anywhere. This is true. Uh, this quick little uh, series that we're doing, calling it the Quickie, basically it's a, a bit of a preview as to the Premier Touch League, of course, the inaugural season in 2019. And, and uh, uh, that came with some, some challenges, but also some triumphs. And I guess we're bringing it back for round two this time. Uh, a few changes, but I'm curious as to the COVID-19 impact. Walk us through your, your mindset for bringing PTL back. Uh, a few hui in between the decision to make it happen? or Yeah, no, there's been a lot of discussions and um, we took the decision early on in respect of both the Premier Touch League and all of the national tournaments that we were going to plan through as if they were going to occur mm. um, without any interruption and that we would be able to deliver everything that we want to deliver. Of course, the, um, the um, opposite has occurred. We know with Auckland having suffered through another um, sort of a slightly shorter, different kind of lockdown situation, yeah. which is, I guess, highlighted to all of us that we're living in a different world, that this isn't going away anytime soon, and that we need to plan to be able to run as much, if not everything, in a different working environment. So yeah. that's what we've done. And we've um, determined we can run the PTLs um, either uh, from anywhere from level two groups of 100 um, you know, down to um, situation normal. So yeah. that's our planning. Yeah, 2019, a success or what? Yeah, definitely. I mean, particularly given that um, it, it was a little bit rushed. You know, the decisions were made late to proceed um, and put a lot of pressure on everybody. And I thought everyone did extraordinary well to put the um, put the product out on the field and get the players out there. And um, I think the measure of the success is the increased uptake of the um, of the second edition this mm-hmm. year with. Uh, new franchise um, and an extra um, men's team of Northern Strikers mm. um, and Touch NZ no longer having to run the uh, Barbarians, which was the fill-in team from last year. So, yeah, it's been yeah, been really heartening, actually. And, and um, again, a lot of um, we've had the opportunity to do it from a more planned and prepared perspective as, as have the... Um, the uh, license holders. Mm. Uh, you said there, you know, new new franchise based on the Waikato Bay Plenty in the 07 Heat, and then of course, like the Strikers, they've expanded now. They've got the men's and the women's team. Um, you know, from the early uh, looking in, growth is a good thing. So, obviously, was the appetite for more instantaneous to the the wrap up of 2019, or did you pull a few strings, or how did we get to where we're at now? Oh no, they came to us. Um, so. Um, a group from Waikato, um, led by Holly Gray and Annie Nock, um, approached us early on, um, stating, you know, advising that they would like to um, engage for the second edition mm. um, and then take on a licence. And, and so that was from very early in the piece. Um, and the Northern Strikers, probably halfway through last uh, the first edition, um, Joel approached us and indicated they'd be keen to put a men's team in for the uh, for the second round. So um, no, that was. Nothing we had to do. Um, we'd had interest from Central Region, 
um, wanting to have franchise as well. Um, and again, we've given them all the information they need, and we'll consider that for um, the, uh, I guess, the 2021 edition. Yeah. Um, but just bearing in mind that we're starting to put some pressure on our talent pool, yeah. um, and you know, um, it's, it's around how much we want to dilute the playing strength on the field. Um, and, and what that does to the sort of, I guess, integrity of the competition and the co-popper of, of closing the gap mm. um, to international play. So, yep, there'll be another full review at the end of, the, of this season and then we'll continue to talk to all the parties and, and see where we go forward from there. No doubt you would have done a review after 2019. What were some of the work-ons from the from the, the previous season that you sort of identified and, and hoped to sort of flesh out with uh, the 2020 uh, season? Um, so there was the, obviously trying to moved the barbarians on from touch and Z and having um you know having another license holder in place which which has been achieved. Um and the license holders approached us about needing a little bit more ability to source sponsorship mm. um and to have some marketing rights and uh, because we closed them right down in the first year just to keep it tight. Um so we've um we've worked with them on that um so that um yeah that there's more money coming in from their end. Um, I guess the other big one was that um, Sport New Zealand um, made available through government some funding for national leagues, uh, which meant that we were able to um, support the um, southern franchise, TY Pronamu, in terms of, of travel and accommodation, um, given that everyone else is within close driving distance of Auckland. So, um, yeah, and then made the decision to have all three leagues in Auckland as a result. What's what's going to be different, if anything, uh, this time round? Uh, obviously, the COVID impact is is going to make things different with the with the bubbles and whatnot. If we are at that stage, but there, is there anything significantly different about things uh, this time round that people may sort of have to come to appreciate uh, for the twenty twenty uh, version of PTL? Um, well, the difference is we've had lots more time to plan and prep, even though we're doing it in a in a level one, level two environment, um, and, and having to prep, prep options. Um, look, I don't think so. I, I think that, you know, on the day, on the field, um, you know, that it's going to be very similar to last year. Mm. Um, however, there'll be more players, more opportunities, players that didn't engage last year have come in this year. So um, I think at the moment there's only two or three touch flex players or well, half a dozen overall that are unavailable for various reasons that aren't in the um, squad. So we're certainly going to have... 99% of our best players on the field and that's probably slightly, that will be improved on last year. Mm. So I think the quality of the play, um, you know, the intensity, um, the, the preparation by the teams themselves, even though you know, it's been difficult to get on the field in Auckland, the rest of the country have been able to train any way they want. So um, yeah, just preparation and, and knowing what they're getting into is different as well. So, mm. uh, And again, I guess a few of the uniforms will have a slightly different tinge to them, but aside from that, no, we'll all go. Is is the Premier Touch League still, uh, as it was, I guess, when it was formed in the first place, a forum for high-performance and pathways uh, players as the priority, or has, because of the expansion of more teams now means uh, you know the supply for the demand needs to change have the lines been blurred a little bit to include uh, other players that aren't necessarily going to play touch blacks against the the Australians yeah a bit of both um, the franchises did uh, after the last uh, after the first year did indicate that a little bit more experience particularly in the teams that had very young players in it even though they were in the 
Pathways and Performance Program was useful, so we've allowed a little bit more of that. Mm. Um, you know, players that potentially would you know, are not ever going to be in the touchbacks again, but do add to value to the development of a particular franchise. So that's uh, you know we've allowed some of that. Um, the player depth, I guess, has been tested a little bit more, and that you will get more fringe players coming in, but they're fringe players that are on the edges of the program anyway, and this gives them an opportunity potentially to be seen more often and to break through. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, from that perspective, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, so, no, I think just more opportunities for more people, um, but I think they, I, without diminishing the quality of the play. Mm. How do you measure the success of PTL 2020? Oh, goodness, Pat, that's a very difficult question. Um I think because of the environment we're in and the, and the, the difficulty at the moment in, in sourcing extra sponsorship and so on, that it's going to be difficult to measure it from a commercial perspective because we're living in a different time now and commercial realities have changed. So that would have been one of my measurements for this year, but kind of we've had to park that a little bit this year. Mm. Having said that, I know some of the license holders have done quite well mm. in that respect and um, certainly we're, um, you know, we've managed to achieve what we wanted to achieve in the commercial space, other than a overall commercial partner for the um, for the um, series itself, mm. that's the bit that's still outstanding, and and that, that I still think that's just more a reflection of the time. Um, the um, we, there'll be more referees engaged this year, um, and greater opportunities there. We developed a new referee uniform, um, you know, so they'll um, stand out and then have their own sort of little identity, as opposed to last year having to wear the standard national uniform, so Good to know. Yeah, a lot more opportunities there as well. Good to know about the referee uniform. There was a really annoying person in your guys' debrief that asked about that, I remember. <laughs> There's somebody always asked the difficult questions. Pat, that's no problem at all. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, I mean, uh, measuring success, well, ultimately the success will be measured um, from uh, by how we do against the Australians in another two to three years' time mm. because it takes time to build this up. And if we begin to consistently um, win against Australia, our main foes, as opposed to probably winning one out of every three at the moment, if we can get it up to 50% wins, Mm. then we're starting to make some headway. Um, And I guess that's the ultimate um, measure of success and and then start to win series consistency and so forth. So... um, but that's a long-term thing, and by long-term, I mean sort of probably, you know, between two to five years to really yeah. start to see those gains. Um, but, yep, that's yeah. what it is. I'm curious. Last question, I promise. If if, if PTL, I guess, is being positioned as a, you know, a conduit for long-term uh, change in a high-performance sort of realm, how hands-on are our TouchBlacks coaches and, and the advisors behind the scenes from from the HP program, how how uh, how involved are they into the architecture of this of this competition? Yeah, so the three touch black head coaches are utilised as um, talent ID analysis and um, and doing other um, selection based work for the touch black teams at the PTL series. Mm. So they won't be coaching per se. Um, the touch black assistant coaches um, have been given the green light to be coaches within the. Um, PTL framework to keep their hand in and also just to be on the ground and, and getting the feel of what's going on within those different environments. So um, that's pretty much it there. Um, most of the, I think all of the touch blakes managers are involved with PTL franchises and, and just you know keeping the standards up and then um, and spreading the knowledge. So yeah, that's that's how we've done it. Our, our pathways and performance people that are involved. Um, 
um, doing the analysis type work and, and or Peter McIntyre with high performance coaching support and so on. They're all going to be there and engaged at all three legs of the series. So we're, we're definitely integrating it and knitting it into the fabric of the, of the high performance program. Mm. Looking forward to PTO. I guess that just by virtue of there having not been any touch or, or any uh, sport for a lot of these athletes uh, until very late in the piece, and then now they're just sort of, you know, frothing to get out there, I would assume that there's going to be this huge kind of, um, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but lots of build-up kind of uh, excitement, you know, from a lot of the, those involved with the franchises and indeed those who are keen to consume some touch. So looking forward to seeing PTL back on the old uh, Sky Sport next and then also in person for those of us that are blessed to be in the bubble if we are still at a, a bubble-restricted kind of viewing posse or those that come in person if we get down to, to level one and below. Oh, you'll, you'll be you'll be in the bubble pan into the third bubble if it's at level two, groups of 100, um, with the uh, other tournament support personnel and so forth. Um, so never fear, you'll be there. Um, mind that even rhymed. Um, no, Stop the, it. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, everybody is hanging out to actually play some, you know, touch at a, at a good level, at a very high level to get back into it. I mean, it's a, you know, a lot of winter sport was curtailed or very short and, and people didn't really yeah. get their fix. So, yeah, the feeling I'm getting is that there's a real desire out there to get on the field and to... Um, to give it their all and then to build into another great season and, and I think we'll we'll manage to achieve that. So yeah. Yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it and I can't wait. Let's do it. Uh, Joe Sprang has touched New Zealand Chief Executive. Looking forward to PTL tapping off very, very shortly. Thank you for your time, Mr. Sprangers. Uh, pleasure as always. Kia ora, Pat. Pleasure as always mine, my friend.